And welcome to another episode of the Sartorian Geek Podcast by Webster Style, where we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything in between. I'm your host, Webster Style, the man, the voice, the fragrance. And let's talk about the download. Now, this is what I've been excited for since I heard about this game. Several, actually, it's been about a year since the first reveal. And if you have not figured it out by listening to this podcast, I am a fan of horror movies, especially horror movies from the 70s, 80s, and even into the 90s, especially a lot of the classics. And one of my favorite horror movies of all time is actually surprisingly not part one, but the Texas Chainsaw Massacre part two. I love uh, part one, but there's something about part two that just... I saw it first as a child and I watched it again in college and the cerebralness of the movie, in addition to his campiness, it just really appealed to me. It was like my eyes were totally open when I watched this movie compared to when I saw it as a child. And part one is amazing and it's amazing feat of storytelling. But seeing it as a child compared to seeing it as an adult, there was nothing really revealed. I think I just appreciated the movie and what was done a whole lot more than, say, part two. But I say all to say this is the download. So, of course, we're talking about video games and we are talking about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre the video game yes ladies and gentlemen done by sumo digital and gun interactive so these are the same folks that did the player versus player friday the 13th game that came out a little while ago which unfortunately is sunsetting at the end of next month i believe uh due to licensing issues so if you are playing that game or have that game play it now before you will not be able to play it again uh but this is a three versus four action game where you can either take on the role of the slaughter family or their victims in the texas chainsaw massacre it's a third person asymmetrical horror experience based on the groundbreaking and iconic 1974 film experience the mad and macabre for yourself in the texas chainsaw massacre now based on some of the trailers it looks like you're going to see a lot of different locales and maps uh, based on not just the first movie but the second movie as well and i really love the differences between the two camps i loved at least based on what i've seen so far if you're playing a member of the slaughter family, there are also additional tasks that you have to do, like feeding grandpa or dealing with him and other aspects of the house while you're trying to kill the victims. And obviously with the victims, you're trying to get the hell out of there <laughs> and not be dinner, uh, both metaphorically and literally. But that's the exciting part for me. And I'm even more excited that it is not just only dropping on PS4, PS5, Xbox One S and X and PC, but it's dropping on Game Pass. That's why I don't have to pay a dime to play it. So I'm looking forward to see how well it plays and if it really gives you that experience of trying to 
outwit the slaughter family or play into your villain's side by being one of the slaughter family especially the other face um in this game so i'm really excited for when this game drops time it is recording a few days from now on the 18th of august next up we have the interview now the interview is with someone whom loves coffee just as much as i too and loves hip-hop and music i would say not say just as much but probably more because that's what they actually do and they've been in music and radio for years and we are going next to our interview with the lovely the talented bourgeois latte check it out and today we're joined by the lovely the enigmatic the also a coffee lover herself Rogi's Latte, how are you doing today? I am doing great. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you. And I know, uh, unfortunately, you're not drinking any coffee today based on previous mm -hmm. conversations, but I am drinking the Starbucks Anniversary Dark Roast. It took okay. me forever to find this. Um, I actually had to get it sent from Texas because no one had it in my area after I, I had it once. My manager's like, oh, yeah, you should get this. They didn't have it in the store. I couldn't find it anywhere. And it was just like, poof, gone. And then a friend in Texas found it and is like, they sent it to me. I'm like, great. So this is, this is a good dark roast. Because I, I want coffee so bad, but I've been sick, you guys. And, you know, it's not good to be having coffee. One, on an empty stomach. And two, when you right. get sick. So, you know, I, yeah, no. I'm a coffee lover. But I did talk to you about something before. You know, I usually have a pour over. If I don't have time to brew it myself. Because I use a mocha pot a lot. So this this is for people who don't know how to um, make a latte. So this woman, um, she owns it. Her name is, um, is a, a woman-owned company. She's Vietnamese, Debbie Mullen. She's the founder and CEO of Copper Cow Coffee. And no, I'm not private sponsorship or an ambassador or anything. I just, you know, I like the fact that it's a woman that owns it. So it's kind of nice, you know, to know that. And then it's just so cool because it makes the perfect cup. And then right. it has like pictures. And I'm like, this is so cool for somebody who don't know much about lattes. Exactly. But it shows you everything. It looks like a little tea bag. And then there's a cup. And then you you kind of like have it hanging on the side of your, of your cup. Isn't that cool? Yes. Well, some hot water, pour, and, and there you have it. You have your, your espresso, and then there's a little, I'll just show it to you, like a little latte cream. It's milk and sugar. Nice. And you just pour it in. I thought that was so cool. Yeah. I, uh, another company, uh, uh, Everyday Coffee and More, they have a, not, they don't do the whole latte kit, but they have that similar pour over design as well for the single serve pour overs. And I, um, I know the owner, so I was used as a guinea pig a couple of years back. And I'm like, oh, this is perfect. Isn't so yeah, great? that sort of setup is absolutely perfect. Yes, I, look, I love being a guinea pig. What? What it's you? Same want here. <laughs> yeah, yes, so. I will try anything. New flavor, I will try it. <laughs> Different flavor. It's just a churro, you know, oh, nice. um, vanilla, um, like a plain one. It's a, Man, you just have to try it. It's really good. I try to savor it. I have two more boxes left, and I'm like, mm, I'm going to take my time. Cause I understand. Because, <laughs> you so know, once you get some good coffee, you can go right through it, and it's gone. Like, yes. I am literally trying to savor this signature roast since it was 
so hard for me to track it down. It's like, I only have the one bag. I don't want to go through it, but I'm drinking it like every day. <laughs> okay. Do you have, how many mugs do you have? Are you one? Are you that type? Oh, you, oh really? Yeah. I thought only well, pop lovers do that, you know? I have, it's, it's interesting because mugs are one of the things that I've been given over the years. So I have like special mugs. Like I think most, like this was a gift. Um, I have a Father's Day mug that I was given. Actually, it ended up being three mugs because they screwed up in the initial order. So they didn't send the mug that it was supposed to send. Oh. Uh, with the design and the uh is one of those like disappearing picture mugs so they sent a regular mug with the picture they had designed so they ended up going back and having to resend it and instead of sending one they sent it two so i got <laughs> three additional mugs oh. um yeah I, and i've gotten a, a couple just from business over years as well as just other sort of gift things so i, I have plenty of mugs to choose from when it comes to coffee yeah a lot of mugs a lot, all of them, yeah, and I think all of them were part of gifts. Star yeah. Wars mugs, Marvel mugs. Yeah, those are really good gifts. And, you know, I have, like, baristas, you know, little barista cups. Because, you know, when you drink lattes or cappuccinos, it it tastes different. I mean, it's a lifestyle. Yes. You don't drink the latte or cappuccino. You better drink it in style and drink it right. Exactly. It, exactly. Yeah, we have some other cups here that are more toward that style as well so there's definitely a difference uh in in the style of cup to how it really impacts the flavor of the coffee also and it's just like music join latte that's that's how it kind of all started off with latte and and listening to some great music while you're sipping coffee i think it's something our parents always done it's something that i've seen growing up you know my mom mm -hmm. You know, mom worked a lot. She was such a hardworking woman. And um, the only time I ever saw her so relaxed is when she had a cup of coffee and she's listening to a little, you know, gospel music or a little jazz. And it's like she was a different person. Right. So I kind of see, you know, lattes and, you know, and music is a way of, uh, uh, of a, a lifestyle. And, and it's kind of therapeutic, too, at the same time. Oh, so I agree. I totally agree. There's something about a good cup of coffee just to kind of, you know, you get, you make sure you sit and savor it. And there is a sort of centering that happens because uh, that's part of my morning routine as far as that, like sitting with my cup of coffee, even though it's a bit chaotic at Starbucks, I'm able to sit and center and shut everything out and just drink my coffee and enjoy it and focus on the day at hand. And it's just, it's, especially since I've started doing that, I've seen a, a difference personally, just perspective, but also workflow also <laughs> as well. It's just, it's, there's something about just, it's, it's that little bit of me time that you take, yes. which is something we just totally miss throughout all chaotic days of family and work and this and that, just sitting down and, and having a cup of coffee. It's just, just that, you know, five, 10 minutes of me time that really can set your day off on the right path. And remember Sunday newspapers? I don't know if they still have that. Do they still have that? They do. I don't think most of us use them anymore. <laughs> right. But that's what made it so cool. I mean, men will go and sit down and have a cup of coffee and it open up that Sunday newspaper. You know, some of these yes. kids don't know how cool that was. They don't. They really don't. Yeah. So, so what was, and before we get on to the uh, Latte Java Egypt Radio, so 
what introduced you to coffee or who introduced you to coffee? I think my mom. So I used to, you know, wonder why she liked coffee so much. But you know what she used to do, though? She used to, like, um, give coffee to my nieces and nephews when they were babies. I don't know. It's like mm-hmm. she'd give a cup, a little, little teaspoon and just give them a little bit of coffee. I don't know. I think that was just something that that I thought was really special, you know? Mm-hmm. And you know how I was one of those kids that was very observant. I will watch my siblings. I will watch my family and my siblings are a lot. They're a lot older than I am. So I remember those good times. You know, I remember my mom, you know, sipping coffee and giving coffee to the babies. And, and, um, I've been drinking coffee since I was a teenager. So, you know, I just thought it was something to do. It was like smoking cigarettes, you know, you know, okay. They smoke a cigarette. That must be a cool thing. I mean, you know what I mean? So I saw this. Okay. Coffee. Okay, this must be a cool thing, but it tastes good. Right, exactly. For me, it was my great grandmother. She always had a jar of Taster's Choice, <laughs> so that was her thing. And I'd sit there and drink uh, a cup of Taster's Choice with her as a kid. So I started there, and just my love of coffee just grew, especially in college. Well, college we're drinking coffee for different reasons, but still, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> my love. Really grew that, and I think. But you know what, though, the benefit of that is, with college and how I had to drink coffee, sometimes mm-hmm. you get over the caffeine rush, and you you start to be able to just really enjoy the flavors, enjoy the different types, and starting to experiment. Because I remember one time I was telling people like when I got I got over my caffeine, the caffeine doesn't really affect me. It was I was studying for, it was my chemistry final freshman year. And I don't know what they do now. This is this is back in the late nineties when I was in college. Yeah. They used to give us these uh final survival kits. And I made a mistake of I had a, a three cup coffee pot on my desk. I made a mistake of drinking coffee and they had Vibrin in the coffee pot in the in the survival pack. Wasn't paying any attention. I got over any sort of caffeine effects after that night because <laughs> I was like <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> I passed the final though, so you know. Hey, that's, that's a good thing. Hey, I mean, hey, you passed. That's a good thing. <laughs> hey, if it works, it works. Exactly. So let's talk about Latte Java Drips Radio. How did you, or well, how did you start it, and why did you start it? You know, um, I started off on Station Head, and Station Head is a um, a radio app where you get to host your own shows. And I think their, their motto was like, you get to be your own host. So you get, you get to be your own boss or whatever. And, um, I think my daughter found it and was telling me about it. And I decided, let me just get on here and see what it is. And the cool thing about it is like, you get to pick music that you enjoy and save it to your station. So that's how it all started. But in my mind, I was like, okay, I got to make this into something really interesting because before Station Head, I was on IMVU, but that's something totally different. And um, I was playing music and uh, and I started to uh, want to do shows. So start off like, well, Love Jones, I was talking about um, favorite soundtracks. And I think that drawn attention to my um, my station because I was talking about you know, old school music and how music was then. And um, 
I started to get a lot of views and on station head, they have this thing every week, whoever has the most listeners, they will announce them on Instagram. They will announce it on, um, they will have like a weekly, um, show and they will announce them and bring you up on in the platform and you talk and you introduce yourself and you let people know, you know, what you do and who you are. And I think because it was such a mystery, I was called bourgeois latte and all you saw was this veil across my face and lips sipping coffee in. And I think people were fascinated by it, like, okay, bourgeois latte, what's this? You know, and, you know, and I explained, well, you know, it's a vibe, you know, I'm having a latte and I'm listening to music and I'm interviewing people and, and it started to grow. And then I started interviewing people. I started, um, and I created a show called the Cougar Club. It's funny. It turned out to be a joke. <laughs> How it all started out, because I wasn't the cougar, but the women that were on my panel were cougars. Mm-hmm. So they would explain and talk about these dates they've been on, or, um, or you know, or there was one that was already involved with someone younger. So it became a really cool show. Then we had a guy, um, kind of called him the Jaguar, and he had his male point of view about cougar and relationships, and it grew, and. Um, Things start to get a little shaky. I start to notice that some of my material was being used on other people's platforms. And, and it was from the big people, you know, mm-hmm. that was doing, you know, kind of using ideas of other people's, you know, material. So I was thinking to myself, don't get me wrong. I love Station Head. I, I see that as a compliment. I accept that. I embrace that. But then I was thinking, I need to have my own. Right. And that's when I was thinking, okay, Latte Java Drips. So that's how Latte Java Drips came about. I've had Latte Java Drips Radio for two years now. Um, 250 listeners a week um, from the UK. A lot of people um, from Brazil, um, France, uh, Canada. It's it's growing. And sometimes it gets a little slow. So, you know, I have to be, you know, the business part of it. And uh, the entertainment part of it. So it's it's been a challenge, but it's been great. And um, I'm getting some some people on my team. I have some DJs that have music that they, you know, that they air. Um, and then I'll start, um, I don't know, I'm thinking about revamping the Cougar Club. Because okay. it was really popular. And if it wasn't for Cougar Club, I don't think I would have been able to get like Joshua Benoit. Um there's this artist, you know, um, that wrote for Empire. So I started to like really grow and I focused more on getting blue checks because I was like, I wanted to stand out and be different from everyone else. This is when blue checks was like, okay, you get someone that has a blue check, you're on the right path. Right. That was kind of like my goal. I, I didn't think nothing of it. I didn't think it would be all that big. But then when I started to see that I was getting 26, you know, K listeners, I'm like, whoa. Okay, I have something here. Right. I need to continue this. So I became very passionate about it and kept going through, you know, playing music and interviewing people. So yeah, that's how Latte Java Drip started. Understood. Well, the passion is always really what you need to have to really push through. You talk about it's slow sometimes, but the, the, the passion really what gets you through. Now, speaking of, of, of passion, one of the things I've seen recently is that you you had a contest really highlighting um, a lot of dope female artists. Is the sort of artist discovery piece a, uh, a major component of, of what you're doing with the radio station at the moment? Oh, absolutely. Because the three women that were... Um 
contestants in one. Um, they are on my website. So when you go to my homepage, you see the three women and you get to click on their track. You get to listen to their whole track. And the cool thing is they're already on Spotify. So it takes you directly to the Spotify playlist and it takes you to their EP. You get to listen to their whole album. You get to see who these ladies are about. And some people, you know, it's really hard with this music industry because people feel like, well, you know, if you don't have so many followers, if you don't have 10K followers, you know, how can you help me? And I really don't think, you know, they understand the business. And that's the problem with the music industry. I, don't don't get me wrong. I thought about giving up because I was just like, they don't get it. It's you kind of want the 4K, 400, you know, followers because the, I think the smaller, the better. Because you'll mm -hmm. probably get a hundred out of those four hundred followers that's going to really listen to you, and most of the time right. people buy their followers, and I'm not down for that. Right, right. I remember, and I forget what artist it was. I feel like it might have been Ryan Leslie, and I saw something about him a few years ago where he someone's asking him about major labels and, and albums, and you know he was talking about how he made, I think. 20,000 something like it was five maybe six figures off of whatever album he put out and he said I have a loyal fan base and I get everybody's information I let them know when things are coming out I let them know when I'm having a concert so having a, a small loyal fan base like that will continually generate interest in your music and ultimately income and it goes to what you were saying it, it really is when you have that small but dedicated fan base, or even, you know, you're working with individuals who maybe only have 400K followers or 400 followers, those followers tend to be ones that are really enthusiastic about the platforms that they're dealing with. And that translates a lot to what sort of impact they have. I actually was, I was told this by, um, uh, one of my interviewees a few weeks ago, Brandy of the Audacious Femme, and we were talking when I went to her event. And she said to me, she said, it, you may only have a thousand plus followers on Instagram or whatever, but she said to me personally, she's like, there are people who are paying attention to what you're doing. And there are yeah. people who are talking about what you're doing. And that is that that how that small, really knit group really really blows up and i think artists just like you said focusing and working with those individuals can really yield greater dividends than say that person that has 250k because let's be frank 250,000 subscribers or followers the yield of really translating or i forget the exact term but translating that to you know an equivalent you know, you may only get 1% of those individuals that actually check out a post or see a post. And then you have even a smaller fraction of those that may actually go on to buy. Whereas with, you know, a smaller creator, you may, you probably have a higher conversion rate. That's the term conversion rate from someone who sees you. I know even, you know, me following you. And when you posted the artist, I went to all of their pages. I followed several of them. I went and listened to them on Spotify because I saw your post, because I saw how passionate you were. I was like, okay. And this, and also we've talked before, but just some good music. And it's music that we don't hear a lot of today. Yeah. 
Yes. Yes, I'm a little worried because now I'm doing a contest for the men. I started off late because it was very... I mean, I posted something. It was Kev on stage. And I think he's in Dubai with um, with Tabitha Brown and her husband. And they were out like in the sand and baby, I'm ready. Baby, I'm ready with Joe to see. And they acting, you know, acting the fool. And, you know, back in the day, that was when men expressed love. And right. this one guy commented on my post, on my Facebook post. And he says, um, um, yeah, that was the time when women were worth, beg, you know, worth loving or something, something mm-hmm. really worth begging for they're not worth it anymore i I was just kind of like okay i said okay well then if you feel that way then maybe you need to write a song about the pain of not receiving that love you know and it it worried me a little little bit and i was like well maybe this is not gonna work because there's a lot of men out here that don't have that 90s feel but i've got four so far okay I get six more, that would be perfect. That would be fine. Um, it's kind of sad. It, it, it worried me because I thought it would be easier with the men. Right. I, I find it interesting. You know, we've had what the the Luke Jameses over the years. I think oh, um, yeah. uh, there are a couple other ones that I, that escape my mind that really fit into the category. But they are they the exceptions, not the norm for what's what is contemporary male r&b nowadays and i think back and again we are you know closer in age back to the 90s like diver mad band is one of the greatest r&b albums ever you know i still bump all three of the first drill albums all the time just to and i will say this and i'll use this as an example so drew hill's third album drew world order there is a song called uh old love mm. and that song is so beautiful but the song that really got me from that album that really kind of epitomizes that is a song called millions it's like millions didn't make it but we're one of the ones who did um what's up i'm so glad that we made it please be my wife and be one with me and every time i hear this song, i'm like this is what it is for a man to love a woman, to want to commit to her, to want to give everything to her. And he's so enamored, not even enamored, but he cherishes her so much. Like I hear the song and this song is 20 years old now. And it's just so, and this is before I got married and all that and all. So it's not even like, oh, I'm married. And like, no, it's just such a beautiful song. But that is what R&B was like, say, 90 92 to what 2005 in many respects you know that's what that that you had those crooners you had those groups you had really singing about love and emotion where it wasn't it wasn't called simping to want to be with a woman i just think of jody's cry for you and i'm thinking of that song down in my head and how in 2023 a 20 year old could hear that song and just like, why are you, why are they sent me for some woman? Why? Like, yes. Oh. Such a, a change in perspective. And I never thought about how that change of perspective has directly impacted the sort of music we get in that vein. 
and it's very sad in, in many respects. While we, we can, you know, we can have the Summer Walkers and, well, she's an interesting kid. She makes beautiful music. Because we know where all that music comes from. You know, right. we got the Summer Walkers. Right. We, we got the Scissors who, like, I love her. Like, we still have those women who are Korean and those Jasmine Solomons that are still out there singing about whether it's heart or heartache or being in love. They still have a license to sing that way. The men almost don't. So I'm, I'm very interested to hear the artists that, you know, definitely come out to, mm -hmm. you know, really debut or show off what they can do in their music. Because I'm excited to hear hear them, personally mm -hmm. speaking, especially if it's a throwback. I'm excited, like I but I may have to prolong it a little longer. It might be till June 10th. You know what I'm saying? And that's fine. I, I want it to be special. There, There's some I may have to reach out to that mm -hmm. are um, pretty amazing. They have the most amazing voices. I'm going to post them, too. I'm going to definitely post Monday. Like, here's some R&B crooners you, you guys need to check out that are in the 2000s. There, um, there's one guy. It's a, a different, it's a weird name. But it's a movie that um, Zendaya was in, a part of. It was, it was on Netflix. Zendaya and, um, I'm, I should shame on myself. Uh, Denzel Washington's son. I forgot okay, I know what you're I know the movie you're talking about. Now that artist, he has an amazing voice, amazing tone, and it's different. And I, I'm gonna reach out to him as well. Cause I would love I would love to interview him. And um I think his style of R and B is very different. You know how Maxwell, we all know mm -hmm. Maxwell high soprano, um right. Mr. Ballad. Um and I, I have such, I told him when I quit crushing on him, then I will interview him. <laughs> so I told him, because I told him I wanted to interview him. And this man has like a million views, but he's the most humble and kind person. He said, do you, you ever contact my manager? I said, when I stop crushing on you, it'll be like Google Live. Then I'll, yeah, I will. <laughs> I said, I will interview you. I said, this is crazy because you like the modern day Maxwell. And he looks like Maxwell. He's a younger version of Maxwell. Right. And he's has he's just very um well-mannered guy and it, it's nice it's refreshing and and um i just want to be on point right I interview him because there's so much about this person i mean he he sings and he has a rose in his hand i mean he, he's an amazing singer and um and the men and women love him definitely so a throwback great. yeah that's and awesome i I love some good music. Yes, he's on Twitter, and um, he spends a lot of time on Twitter, and they love him. And I see why. And he's different. So those are some artists that I don't know. I may ask him maybe to help me um, choose the winner. But I want it to be perfect, and and um, just the way how the women did. I want it to be um, memorable. And um, I'm not going to lie. It was a little difficult with the women, too, because um, people. I think I don't know. I just think I don't know if it's our community or there's just so much going on. There's so many podcasts mm -hmm. of men talking about women so much to the point where no one is interested in, in R&B music. I don't know. I don't want to say that they're not interested but I know there are a lot of people that are, are interested in R&B. It scares me. Because yeah, I don't the, the, 
become numbed to the right, point where right. you can't identify it. I know. I, I totally understand. I think, well, one, you and I both know drama sells and drama gets eyeballs and listeners, unfortunately. Oh. Uh, so that is, I think, partially why we've seen that explosion of, of, and again, I'm not saying some conversations aren't needed and they are, especially with the way things are and, and whatnot. However, you can't have conversations without resolution and all you get is drama, no resolution, no moving forward. And that really sucks up the air for everything else. Is out there. Yes. The beautiful thing about the internet is there's so much out there. The bad thing about the internet is there are only certain aspects that really draw people in. So mm -hmm. everything else kind of gets left by the wayside. So I, I totally understand what you're saying. Even myself and just my content consumption, I am moving away from a lot of things I used to simply because I need to find something different. I need to watch something or I'm tired of this or these people, regardless of what it is, like it's the same thing. Every show, every conversation, every podcast, you're talking about the same video games. Like it's, it gets so monotonous. And the one thing about music, especially with a lot of the music that I follow or mus musicians and people talk about music, music is always changing. There's always something new. There's always a new artist, especially, you know, you find things that really align with what sort of music you like. Right. That's true. That's very true. Well, I can't wait till, you know, the guys bring it. There's a couple of artists um, that are here um, in Arizona that are very talented. There's one artist by the name of Lee Water. We're going to go live Saturday, next Saturday, and talk about, you know, the contest. And he's um, kind of uh, tagged and reached out to me and let me know, like, hey, I know some R&B singers because they, they have a club here called Poetic Soul. And a lot of um, these artists go to these open mic nights. I've been there one time. And um, it was okay. Need some work. The place is nice. You know, the ambiance is perfect. It, it's missing good music. I just, I don't right. want to say that Arizona's not the place for music. And then I thought to myself, hey, baby, hold up now. You in Arizona, you can change that. So hopefully I can change that. Um, we shall see. All right. Well, I was going to ask you about that, but just in case for all you watching, because I don't know when you're going to be watching this, that Saturday, she's talking about was Saturday, May 27th. So if you're watching before <laughs> May 27th, which you video will drop before then, make sure yep. you check it out. If you're watching after, well, make sure to check her out on her recordings and her playbacks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm starting to utilize my YouTube more often. So right. I've been posting, I post one about Mariba, this one uh, singer, she's girl can blow. And she had, and, and up. I, I was shocked that folks were like, yeah, yeah, I got like a lot of followers after that. I was like, oh damn, it's Mariba. Like she's been around for a minute. I'm like, okay, let me post a little bit more. I just felt like YouTube, you know, I, I get hard on myself. I'm like, you know, if, if it's not live, no one's paying attention. And that's how I saw it, which is crazy because I don't, I don't like that. I don't like going live. I'm being honest right. with you. I, I really I understand. <laughs> I, I totally, I totally understand that one. We had that conversation beforehand. But one of the things I found about YouTube, especially because I've had a YouTube page forever, and I probably posted sporadically. 
yes. over the past 10 years. But now one of the things I've seen, it's it's a real, even though you may not get, and again, we talk about the small follower counts, small view counts, you may not get 200, 300,000 on a view, on a video, but you are able to start to build a fan base that way. Yes. And that's one of the things that I've seen that there are individuals who find your content who then go to other mm -hmm. platforms. And that's one of the things too about diversifying. And that's something you do very well, diversifying where your content is because people on TikTok or Instagram may not see you on YouTube and then and vice versa. And that's something I'm seeing a lot as well, but then they could go over to YouTube to see maybe some of your longer form stuff, or if they find you on YouTube, you know, maybe go to TikTok to see, you know, you live one day or you, you know, some of the more TikTok exclusive stuff or even, you know, finding more about artists and going to Instagram to go to their various pages because of seeing you on YouTube. So there's really a cross platform with synergy. I think that's really you really have to utilize in today's day and age. Yeah, that's true. And you definitely got to make time to post it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, that's that's the hardest part. Yes. It's, it's I, still haven't, I haven't posted all the women from the nominees. I'm like, okay, should I still post it? Even though you it still has. should. So okay, good. Because that's what I've been doing. I've been slowly, you know, posting the women. And uh ugh, it's 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 work. It's work, oh. but I love it. I love it. And I just hope that folks understand how much I really enjoy listening to the music and helping them, you know, reach their best potential because some of them needed some work and some have really improved, you know, right. years. And it's great to see that and to be a part of that as well. So, yeah. All right. Well, Bourgeois Latte, I'm not going to hold you any longer. Let everyone know where they can find you on all of your platforms. Look, I'm everywhere. I'm on Twitch, <laughs> YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, um, you name it. So, oh, and go to www.lattejavadrips.com. And if you want to listen to the radio, it's lattejavadrips.com slash LJD radio. I'm going to start doing some email newsletters. You gave me some ideas that whereas, um, especially the um, contestants from the um, Vibes of the Month, I'm right. going to contact those people that voted for them and send them information on what's coming up. And then that's a good idea. So, well, yeah. you can find all of Bourgeois Latte's information down in the show notes. So, click away, explore, buy merch, listen to good music, and yeah. subscribe. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for being here. I appreciate it. You have a great day. You too. Now, that was my interview with fellow coffee enthusiasts bourgeois latte and with that let's keep with the theme and continue talking about coffee now one of the things or items in this month's basil and sage box was coffee from mug drugs which i think is an absolutely wonderful name for a coffee company in this case it was a small packet of the og coffee which is their caramel was it caramel or caramel i would say caramel sounds more fancy uh coffee so i sampled this uh use a standard and standard but it used drip 
uh, processing so I didn't use any sort of press action which I need to do because that'll probably give me a different flavor but I really enjoyed it just straight black the caramel flavor wasn't I guess really overpowering it was very subtle but it really got you on the back end as you were drinking coffee you felt like it was such a full flavored coffee instead of a synthetic caramel coffee that has that caramel flavor right up front but where it really excelled was when I threw some ice in it and some brown sugar to just making a real quick iced coffee and let me tell you that was so good like the addition of the brown sugar really helped that caramel flavor really explode in your mouth on my taste buds and it was such a pleasant soothing cool summer drink oh man which is so good as iced coffee i'm gonna have to make more of it it's it pales in comparison when you get something at a starbucks or something like that it's an iced coffee it has a caramel syrup in it this just tasted really really good so that is my take on the og coffee from mug drugs and one thing i love is coffee another thing i love is fragrances and let's talk about the carnivore of all carnivores tyrannosaurus rex yes sir we're going back to zoology perfumes someplace we haven't been in quite a while and we're talking about tyrannosaurus rex now with this fragrance you're going to find top notes with bergamot black pepper fir laurel leaf neroli and nutmeg uh, heart notes of champaca geranium jasmine osmanthus rose and yang yang and then base notes of resin cod cedar civet frankincense leather patchouli sandalwood and vanilla now this is a fragrance that for some reason that bay leaf that black pepper that fur laurel leaf on the top really hit me when i first sprayed it something about the combination of those scents and spices really gave me an olive oil sort of smell it wasn't a bad thing it was just one of those things that was very unexpected for me as it went along i don't get much of those bass notes at all and that's just maybe my nose and how it was very overpowering so it's one of those things where i got a little bit of the rose in your angling but not a lot of that more so the jasmine than anything but it is defined as a smokiness, woody, resinous fragrance. That's really what I get from this. Uh, the resins, the cedarwood, the sandalwood really, really, really are potent as well as the frankincense uh, for this one. So I really enjoyed it for that. I didn't get much of the animalics with the civet. That's just me personally, maybe a couple more wares and I'll get different aspects of the fragrance, especially uh, during the course of the day in different weather circumstances. So this is one you're going to find this for a 60 ml. It's going to run you $210. So it is not for the faint of heart, both for your wallet and for your nose. But it is definitely one that I was a little hesitant because I'd always heard um, that Duali perfumes are just really potent and powerful, strong. And I tested rhinoceros before and it was okay. It wasn't great. Uh, definitely not one I've reached for again to take with me. But 
this is one that I'll definitely be wearing again. I'm very interested to see how it performs again and again and again. And I just love I, I love incense. I love those incense notes and the woodiness and the resinous resinous with the incense part of this really works for me. And I'm I'm really looking forward, maybe not those so much to the summer. But I can see me grabbing this during the wintertime and the colder weather because I would really love to see how it perform and maybe I would get some different aspects of the fragrance with that cold cutting wind of the winter. So that's my take on Tyrannosaurus Rex from Zoologist Parfums. And I talked about basil and sage earlier. Well, you can get a discount on your own box. Uh, remember, these are all black owned products from black owned companies and a monthly gift box and if you use the code Sotoyo and geek 10 you can get 10 percent off your first box or again support me on patreon just a dollar a month you could be a patron of the podcast find me on pete and pedro i should say go to pete and pedro now right now they're currently phasing out one of their perfumes colognes king which is a derivative if i remember correctly of green irish tweed i think I may be wrong with that one, but it is a Cree fragrance. So that is one of their not as best selling. So right now it's on discount for 25% off. And if you use the link in the show notes, you may be able to get an extra 10% off of that bad boy as well on purchase. And then try Dubby uh, energy drink. You're tired of down in monsters, rock stars and Red Bulls. Try Dubby get 10% off your first purchase with the code Webster man. Remember, I'm all over the Internet. Make sure you check me out every week. My man Brian Saf on the NLW Checkpoint with Kuya P and Sean Mongold on KFAB Baby, the NLW Regional Podcast. Right here, of course, every single week. But of course, everything else, you can find me on Instagram at Webster Style Satori and Geek, TikTok underscore Webster Style or X Twitter, whatever Elon wants to call it nowadays at Webster Style as well. Of course, anything and everything can be found at WebsterStyle.com. Drop me info. Excuse me, drop me an email, not info. Drop me an info at info at WebsterStyleMagazine.com. I thank you again for your time. I thank you again for your listening ear. Remember, stay safe out there and be blessed. Thursday. To be. White Wednesday? Uh, I don't Well, I know last time. Well, I wore polka dot. You didn't wear. Oh, I million them heels killing them, but I'm sure it's a Thursday. Bow tie Thursday. Pasta cream in your heels looking sharp, babe. Acting like you don't know the rules up in the workplace. Must I remind you it was till on your birthday? Don't get me wrong, I think we killed in the birthdays. And you picked the hell of fit for the church day. Let's say you picked the risk game for it. Now you got the floor filled with bras that you purchase. Pick a color scheme that can match the very corset. Seems. Do it again. Not, chicks be looking thick leggings, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know.
take a hint, though. Don't try to get me at a moment. Coke though. Smoking hot, rocking this pen so thin. Tie hairline, looking like a stencil. Pimp, no lie, I'm sharper than a utensil. And stroke, mental, plain dang, homie. I was hoping we could walk out with that bang, bang, honey. See them plain James, honey. Them lame friends, honey. We tell it, fit it crazy like I think came on me. Hey, mommy. Look a lady, main thing. Want me on the scene. Fit popping like a main vein. Running blood color, lip smashing with the hand. Clutch money, holding bag, kinda funny. Can you tell me what's the price I got the range? Rover, hang on me. When we walking, looking Gucci like that thing sprayed on me. Walking with a limp like an ankle sprained on me. Yeah, I rocked the cardigan. She don't really want me because one man should have all that style. Take it off, clothes on the floor, pass it. Oh, you want to? Oh, I completely read that wrong.